You're listening to the Peak Physique Podcast with Andre Adams on the NASM Podcast Network. Welcome back, everyone. You are on another episode of the Peak Physique Podcast. I'm your host. It's your boy, Andre Adams, IFBB pro, physique athlete, Olympian, and NASM master trainer. Today, we've got a phenomenal guest with us, one of my very close friends, Miss Drew Velasco. Drew, welcome to the show. There's so many credentials that I want to rattle off, but I'm going to give you a quick intro, and then I'm going to let you elaborate on that a little bit. But we'll start with triple board certified multi-specialist nurse practitioner, also the owner of Drew & Co. Right here in town, one of my good partners, clients, best friends. Uh, again, welcome, Drew. Let's have them maybe learn a little bit more about what you do and who you are. Thank you so much for having me, Andre. It's um, I feel really fortunate to be here and to share our passion of health and wellness together. Um, so as you mentioned, I am a multi-specialty um, nurse practitioner. Um, I am a board-certified family nurse practitioner, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, and a holistic nurse practitioner, which I am one of three in the state of Wisconsin. And I take a lot of pride in that, just understanding that, you know, people want alternative options, especially ones that are a little bit more natural. Um, and so I love to bring that into the practice and into our community. For sure. And today, you know, we're going to take some of that holistic health and wellness that you bring to the table. And we're going to touch on things like blood work, importance of key health indicators for not just physique athletes, but also our lifestyle clients. Uh, and then also things like optimizing hormones, biometric screening, a lot of things that you and I work on day to day with our clients. So uh, again, just blessed to have you here today, Drew. Let's maybe tell the audience too, like how we connected, you know, actually at my gym at Snap Fitness, um, a while back. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? I think I saw you doing some cardio and you were doing those dreaded stairs that you love so much, the Stairmaster. And uh, I think, you know, we started chatting. And once I found out what kind of services and business that you run, it was like the the perfect synergy between, you know, what I do with our athletes and our clients versus what you do. Absolutely. And I think it really allows our um, our mutual clients and patients to offer them the most comprehensive, you know, plan of care. So utilizing your area of expertise with, you know, um, nutrition, exercise, you know, personal training, um, it's all really critical um, just because all of these treatment modalities really work together. So we do rely on each other's expertise to offer the best quality of care for our patients and obviously utilizing, you know, evidence-based practices too. Absolutely. I'm excited as we get deeper into it today, we'll share some client testimonials of some of our mutual clients. It's been it's been a blast. And you and I, here's what I love about it, Drew, is you and I lead by example this whole year, right? We've been doing our own transformations as part of our transformation contest. So it's like we're, you know, we're, we're in it with our clients. They see what we're doing and, and what we have to offer. Uh, I want to start out with the importance of blood work and yeah. You know, let's let's maybe start there. We'll talk about some assessments and things that we do in the uh, initial stages when we first start working with clients. But why is blood work, in your opinion, important for not just physique athletes, but, you know, anyone looking to improve their overall quality of life? 
Yeah, it really allows us to lay that initial groundwork um, and diagnostic, you know, tools to basically reference in the future. So, you know, assessing what that individual's baseline is really important. So then we can create ta uh, tailored plan of care um, specifically to their, you know, metabolic um, and overall health goals and wellness. And then what we do is over a set period of time is we, you know, we rerun labs and we really reassess to see are we making those, you know, changes. So I think it's really nice to have that, you know, evidence to basically support our interventions and then monitoring that in the future to really help promote, um, you know, overall health and wellness and, and disease prevention ultimately. Exactly. And what I love is the way that we've kind of paired these two services together for you guys that are listening at our gym, we've got an in-body 570, right? That's going to be your medical grade body composition analyzer. And some of the initial intake that Drew and I will do is, you know, we work on both sides of the fence with the initial health history questionnaire, physical assessments and things like this. But then we'll take those in-body results and combine that with things like the blood work, see what's going on inside the body. And then that really sets the foundation and the roadmap for how we choose to uh, craft their plan, right? And I think good communication between us two has helped us provide the, the highest level of service to our clients. So always start with blood work, highly recommend also getting things like the in-body scans done, and it's going to maximize your efforts in the gym. And, and Drew, you and I go through this ourselves too, right? Where yep. I think that we're doing all the right things. And then we go back and check our labs, we go back and check our in-body and we're like, well, dang, that's not the result I was expecting. So let me go back and make some adjustments, right? Yeah, and I think you hit it right on the head with the in-body scan is that it's a it's a really critical piece of what we do just because, you know, everyone's so focused on the number, they're so focused on the scale, and that just tells us a number. And I, I really think the emphasis should really be on overall, you know, body composition. So looking at, you know, lean skeletal mass, body, uh, body fat percentage loss, and then, um, you know, visceral fat, all those things that are really help guiding us in the right direction. And we cannot do that with just a traditional scale. So that's really critical for us to um, utilize and to monitor for our patients as well. Exactly. And I, I think you talked about something very important there is, you know, even if it's for our physique athletes, it's not necessarily all about the physique and, you know, the aesthetic uh, muscular development goals. We've also have, we, we've got to pay attention to what's going on inside the body. And that's where we're taking a deeper look at things like hormones. Um, you know, what are the athletes baselines? What are the clients baselines? How is it affecting their daily quality of life or their performance and so many other facets of life? So it's really looking at what's going on inside the body as well as for physique athletes. How can we leverage these things to ultimately dial their physique in for a competition, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Right. And, you know, each individual, they're so special and knowing that each person, you know, there's so many multifactorial things that go into play. So it's not only psych psychological, but it's genetic predisposition, um, psychological factors, lifestyle, environmental exposures, all those things are really critical and why it's so important to have like a comprehensive history and physical not only with a medical provider, but then again, just kind of referring back to areas um, that may be outside of my scope of practice or just stuff that I'm not as comfortable with like you are, Andre. And so I really rely on that, especially for your athletes, um, but also again, for your everyday um, lifestyle clients. I think it's so important to really consider that whole person and all of those factors that could either um, you know, be inhibiting their overall success, right? So they may hit, you know, um, may hit those little short-term goals, but we want long-term success for our patients. So it's making sure that we're identifying all of those key factors. 
absolutely and and i think making sure to your point we stick you know within our scope of practice and for things that maybe are very hyper specialized that's where having that really strong team and network around us to be able to you know refer out to different specialists in specific areas i think that really um you know helps us provide a, a little bit better service um for our clients and one thing i, I wanted to ask you too you know, on our end, let's let's maybe walk through what do our assessments look like when we're first taking on a new patient? You know, we have their health history questionnaire and some of their background medical information, things like that. And then on our end, you know, I would do things like the physical assessment. So it might be the in-body scans, postural assessments, or like an NASM overhead squat assessment, which I put you through as well. You've been through that with me. Yes, and you learn all kinds of stuff about your body, huh? Absolutely. It's very impressive. And it all really makes sense. And to see that growth and progress over a period of time is really remarkable to see. Yeah. And to your earlier point, right, it's all holistic. So things that we might be seeing with deficiencies or compensations in the movement efficiency might in impact their performance, might impact their aesthetic physique goals. And then once we pass them over to your side and we do the, um, you know, the other type of assessments, Let's share some of that, right? What other things do you look for when you're first engaging with a new patient to kind of get a better feel for how you're going to approach their therapies and their treatments? Absolutely. So not only gathering that, you know, comprehensive history and physical, which includes, you know, um, family history, personal history, medications, um, really a really comprehensive and thorough review of systems is really important to identify symptoms that people could be experiencing, let's say like chronic fatigue or poor sleep cycles, you know, some dysregulation there. All those things really tell us that, you know, there's some type of dysregulation in the body. And what we kind of know is that a lot of them are all um, nutritional deficiencies that, you know, addressing some of those organic causes that are leading into more of those chronic, you know, medical conditions, I think is really important to um, not only identify, but address and correct some of those so that, um, you know, if we do have to pursue medical intervention, we can at least do them um, in a more conservative way. Um, so again, you know, someone who lets for, you know, say, for example, they have high blood pressure, right? It's not just prescribing them uh, hypertensive medication to help reduce their blood pressure, but it's no really understanding the the whys behind it. Why is your blood pressure elevated? And identifying some of those concerns um, first is very beneficial and the most holistic and collaborative as well. I love that approach, Drew. You know, if, for, for you guys that follow me on the entrepreneurship side, my background was in, you know, senior product management, executive leadership. And anytime we had to problem solve, you start with the five whys, right? And by the time you get to that fifth why, you've kind of uncovered the root cause of the issues instead of just treating the symptoms. And that ties perfectly back into that holistic approach. So definitely a huge fan of that. If you guys are just joining us, welcome to the Peak Physique Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Adams, and I have a very special guest with me today, Ms. Drew Velasco. She's the owner of Drew & Co., one of my very good friends, clients, and my service provider. So it works both ways. I pick on her sometimes. She gets to pick on me. So uh, definitely want to go a little bit deeper, Drew, with some things like hormones and you know key health indicators. What are we looking for when we're running patients' blood works? And then I'm going to also tie that back in specific to contest prep and the physique athletes. So let's start here. Let's start with, uh, let's think about hormones in general or even other key health indicators like you know red blood cell, white blood cell, um, things like this and maybe talk about things like daily quality of life, right? So what things can be impacted when your blood work or hormones are out of whack? Uh, 
Um, I would start with things like maybe energy, focus, you know, mood, libido, all these things can be affected and affect, again, your daily quality of life. Um, what other common things do you tend to address or treat with your patients? Yeah, you know, I think you really hit the the top ones on the head. The chronic fatigue is a really big one, just lack of energy, lack of focus, um, you know, poor sleep, you know, just not falling asleep and, and waking up feeling refreshed. Um, those are all things that patients really common. They're, you know, just they're struggling um, with. And so with the utilization of blood work, uh, you know, checking thyroid, you know, complete metabolic panel, um, lipids, um, you know, testosterone for men, progesterone, mm -hmm. estrogen, all of those things really play in, you know, key factors, especially if they're, um, you know, premenopausal, postmenopausal, all those things can be contributing factors. And the reality of it is if we don't address those hormone dysregulations, you know, um, there, we could be doing everything correctly, um, but they, they'll still struggle long-term. So it's really important to identify and correct some of those imbalances. Yeah. And you hit two of the big ones, which are, I think I just read a report last week and it was like 80% of Americans uh, struggle with feeling chronic fatigue, low energy, right? We all struggle with poor sleep. Maybe it's stress related. Um, it could be a bit of adrenal fatigue too, right? Which our adrenal glands are responsible also for pumping out some of those hormones, including uh, stress hormones like cortisol, right? And these things can definitely affect our recovery. And if you're a physique athlete, the last thing you want is to have low recovery after an intense training session when you're trying to accomplish those a very specific adaptation and a physique goal. So that's definitely something that we look at. And, you know, I would I would even maybe break them apart, too. I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with the role of hormones specifically in the body, the testosterone, right, estrogen, progesterone, um, whether you're a man or a woman, we have to look at optimizing those hormones for really two major reasons. One is just uh, just making sure that your body's functioning well and you feel good, you look good, you're able to maintain a healthy body composition. And the other is obviously we want to optimize those for the physique athlete so that it becomes a little bit easier for them to get in shape and hold on to as much lean muscle tissue as possible. Um, so let's, let's maybe touch on those, Drew. I think one reason that I would choose to look at an athlete's um, testosterone, progesterone, estrogen is, you know, let's say we check the box, right. And they're, we're going to use a male uh, client as an example and our range being, you know, roughly 200 to 900 on their testosterone, they go get their blood work done and it comes back and it's 250, right? right? So the primary care physician is going to look at that and say, well, it's not an outlier, right? right. Range, but let's say you're a 35 year old male, you want to feel like you were 25 again. And the upper limit's more like 900, 915. Well, there's things that we can do naturally to, to boost that uh, level up. In fact, one of our uh, mutual clients, um, you know, we'll keep him anonymous, but he's he's actually really excited right now, right? We actually did another little case study and just on some uh, natural testosterone boosters, we were able to take his levels up about 55, 60% over the last, you know, eight to 10 weeks. So definitely going to help him realize a better body composition, a little bit more easy strength's been going up and we actually did a nice one, two punch with um, some injectable vitamins and aminos during that same transformation period. And I'll let you speak to that. You know, I think we're using the lipomino and some anti-aging and rejuvenation, right? So we've got some NAD plus glutathione. Uh, let's touch on some of those for a moment. 
Yeah, you know, um, after reviewing, you know, that particular patient's, you know, blood work, he did have, um, you know, some inflammation in the liver. His triglycerides and cholesterol was pretty high. And so we really want to focus on decreasing that. And so we did some antioxidant therapy. So um, zinc, vitamin C, and glutathione were really, you know, powerful antioxidants that helps reduce inflammation in the body. Also utilizing NAD for also that chronic inflammation helps improve memory and focus. And then with um, the natural testosterone supplement he's taking is really overall um, impacted his blood work where his cholesterol is borderline normal at this point. Um, the inflammation in his liver is almost completely gone. And so it's really exciting to see of, you know, consistent, you know, um, therapy and how it's overall um, improved his overall health and wellness. I love it. It's, it's so exciting for me to see our clients feel better and watch their expression when they get that blood work back. And, you know, they're so excited. I'm excited, right? Because we not only help them look better, but we're helping them become healthier and improving their longevity. So, you know, right now, anti-aging is right up there too with any of those therapies. Um, I wanna talk also on specific to our female clients and female athletes, the importance of regulating estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. You know, from a physique standpoint, obviously we wanna stabilize and try to regulate these hormones so that, you know, A, the menses is normal and regulate it. Um, we also don't want huge surges and spikes in estrogen throughout the night or, you know, over a period of time because in those scenarios, it can cause the physique athlete to hold on to um, a bit of extracellular water retention, you know, extra body fat in uh, the low abdominals and the lower body glutes and thighs. So these are things that we're always monitoring throughout the course of prep to make sure that we can keep those in a very tight range, keep them under control, keep them nice and stable. And then in addition to those aesthetic physique goals, you know, coming in a little tighter through the hips and glutes, it's also going to just help regulate overall mood and, and lifestyle. So uh, definitely very important things. And there's so many more things we could dive into on hormones, but that's kind of the gist of it, right? We're balancing uh, performance, we're balancing the physique goals, and we're balancing quality of life and overall health. Um, yeah. So that would be, you know, what we're looking for. And I, I always like to also just give people advice on, some of the other key health indicators and labs that you and I would regularly check. Um, for me, I like to start with like CBC with differential. We like to check the thyroid, uh, B12, vitamin D, right? Which really um, is really a hormone in the body. And then we talked about the hormone panel, um, metabolic panel. Am I missing anything, Drew? Anything you can think of off the top of your head? You know, other than just um, being gender specific with either testosterone and then progesterone and estrogen for women, um, and like you said, you know, those ranges could be, you know, for example, vitamin D, that therapeutic range is 30 to 100, you may be at 30 and be considered normal, but it's suboptimal. So we really want to help push that needle forward to get um, to a more therapeutic um, level so clients can overall feel better. And so, again, we typically see that in primary care. It's not typically addressed um, but being able to identify some of those little um, micronutrient deficiencies, we can at least help improve overall health and wellness. And like you said, too, those hormones, you know, all of those have like an inverse relationship. So, you know, T3 follows T4 and thyroid function. So it's important to kind of see where um, those little deficiencies are and how, you know, they have that inverse relationship in the body and how, you know, correcting them or balancing them out will help everything else kind of fall in line. 
Yeah, and it, it's it's amazing to see when I look at an athlete's blood work, you see all these little areas that you can optimize, right? So the first thing in my mind does is we scan through and look for outliers. And obviously, you want to refer them back to the medical professionals, someone like yourself, or if it's very specialized, right, maybe that's third party. And after that, I start looking for, okay, here's the ones that are normal, but here's where I, I'm confident you can optimize and improve your performance, right? Let's take the thyroid. So if the thyroxine or the TSH, um, you know, they're free is very low. Uh, maybe it's, it's suboptimal or it's at the very lower end of that spectrum. You know, we can add, uh, you know, a thyroid support supplementation that's going to help increase those numbers, allow their body to increase its total fat burning capacity. And then we can supplement those things with either oral supplementation or injectable vitamins and aminos just to, you know, further increase their, uh, their metabolic rate and things like this. So um, those are some of the main things that I would look for. Uh, other questions that I tend to get to is how frequently should I be checking my blood work, you know, especially for our athletes. Uh, you're putting your body through a lot of stress and strain, and you're going through very intense training. Um, I actually just did an episode on lactic acidosis. We also touched on like rhabdo, right? And these are, th there's a lot of different reasons that you should look at your blood work, especially if you feel like there's something acute that's happening. Uh, but overall, I like to tell our athletes at bare minimum, one to two times a year, if you've got something that you're monitoring, then you can do some additional testing for those specific labs. Absolutely. Yeah, for any of those, um, you know, very specific concerns, I think, nine, you know, every 90 days is pretty appropriate to just um, monitor those um, treatment modalities to see if they're either effective or ineffective, or how can we increase, um, you know, those, those levels of optimization. Yeah, and some of the other common ones, Drew, maybe we'll just kind of tease those out there, things that I tend to see with not only physique athletes, but anyone who's a performance athlete that takes um, you know, oral supplementation, if they're training five, six days of intense training a week, right, and they're breaking down a, a lot of uh, muscle tissue and um, you get some of the waste products and protein and things like this that build up, enzymes that build up in the liver and kidney. Um, I like to start there, right? We're looking at AST and ALT. Those are obvious. Those are like the low hanging fruit. I always start there and, and you'll see very frequently that those levels tend to get a bit elevated over time. So you know, we'll talk about some of the treatments that you and I would normally recommend from, you know, inject injectable glutathione and those type of therapies to IV drip therapies. Uh, but I think it's very important for athletes to kind of monitor their sensitivity to the training and to supplementation and the diet. And you'll notice that some people are just more sensitive to it. And to your point earlier, right, we had a client that has a, uh, a bit of liver dysfunction, right? It's not um, functioning as efficiently as it should. Maybe it's fatty liver. And in those scenarios, you have to be a little more cautious on what types of supplements that uh, that person might be ingesting and things like that. Um, other outliers I commonly would see in physique, always paying attention to cholesterol. That tends to get a little wonky, uh, especially for athletes that are taking exogenous hormones, right? Things like um, DHT der derivative, anabolics, and things like this. They can negatively impact uh, your cholesterol, where the HDL, the good healthy cholesterol is actually going down and the bad cholesterol, LDL in total, um, might be going up or triglycerides are out of whack. So I always start there. We monitor their cholesterol, make sure that we're getting the right supplementation and diet to keep those in check. And then CBC with differentials. So you, there's, I think you look at a different set of things in there, which I love because it helps round off things that I might look for. 
Um, I'm constantly monitoring for things like high RBC, um, you know, hemo and hema, things that might be indicators of thickening of the blood and things like this, where it's getting too viscous. Maybe they need to do a blood donation or they're just chronically fatigued. Um, What other things would you look at? Uh, Let's let's start with those two lab panels, Uh, I would say from a CBC with differential and then maybe their metabolic panel. Yeah, so from a metabolic panel perspective, it's it's all the electrolytes, so sodium, potassium are all really, really important identifiers. Um, I'm trying to think. As far as the CBCs, I'm looking at platelet count. Um, I am looking at RBCs as well. Those are some pretty common ones for sure, just to help identify like inflammation, um, you know, just making sure that they're staying hydrated, that um, kidney function is another important one as well. So their creatinine, um, their BUN. So those ratios are really important to help um, let us know, number one, are their kidneys and liver functioning appropriately? Are they under too much stress? And then from the white blood, from the um, complete blood count perspective, it's really kind of for me addressing, you know, um, you know, potential sources of infection. Um, You look at that a little bit different. That's like where my primary care perspective comes in of, you know, what's normal, what's not normal. But that's why we watch those trends over time because they could be elevated, right? And we may do something, we may not, but then rechecking those blood work and, you know, in like three months or so, did that number change? Is it improved? Um, Because that can tell us that there's more of an acute issue going on versus a chronic, um, you know, illness. Yeah. And I think that's important too, right? A lot of times you'll see those outliers and then step two, right? When we're asking those five whys, we might take a step back and zoom out and say, all right, let's look at this trend over time. And is it, has it been flat? Is it trending up or down? And what adjustments do we need to make for this individual? Uh, but definitely things like the um, neutrophils, right? The BUN, creatinine, um, you know, the CK values. These are all things that are very important to an athlete's overall health and performance. And I think should be closely monitored by uh, medical professionals. It's actually scary to me. A lot of times I'll, I'll take new athletes on and they've actually never done blood work. Um, they've been competing 10 years, right? So yeah, I think it's more important to get that awareness out there. And I absolutely love that you know we're able to offer that to uh, a lot of our clients and, and educate people on this. Yeah. If you're just joining us, this is your boy, Andre Adams. I'm your host of the Peak Physique Podcast. We are talking about everything, blood work, hormones, and key health indicators related with my good friend, Drew Velasco, the owner of Drew & Co. And right now, we're actually going to talk about some different medical therapies and treatments that we would normally prescribe and offer, Drew. I want you to maybe recap some of, or, or let's do a quick highlight on some of the most common therapies we use uh, specific to someone that is either a physique athlete or chasing a transformation, like a body composition goal. So let's think about some fat loss therapies, anti-aging, detox. Uh, we might even go into some other treatments like the Botox and other, you know, the other spectrum of things that might be of interest to the physique athlete, right? When it's more of a model category division. Absolutely. So for, um, you know, athletes who are, you know, putting their bodies under immense stress or need recovery, that's really where, um, or, you know, helping um, to increase metabolic functions, right? So our lipominos are going to be really beneficial. I really love that one as a synergistic blend of B vitamins, there's incitol, choline, all things that are really going to help um, support metabolic functions, increase, um, you know, fat loss, increase energy levels, 
And then um, for recovery, you know, we can either do like an amino blend injection. We can also do some glutathione, so all things that are going to help um, regulate the body, help reset, recharge, refocus. And then we can always um, do them IV as well, which is really beneficial. And a lot of, um, you know, clients ask me, you know, what's the difference between doing a lot of that um you know, intramuscular or IV versus taking oral supplementation. And the reality is, is that we're able to bypass first and second pass metabolism. So that individual is getting 100% of those vitamins, where it's putting 100% of that work in. And so they um, get that instant benefit. Um, you know, for the intramuscular injections, clients can get that done once weekly. Um, for general health and wellness, you know, IV treatments are really great because we can utilize those vitamins in larger quantities. Um, but if we're tra targeting like a very specific goal for athletes, we can even do it twice a month, um, just depending if they need those additional fluids from an everyday, you know, health and wellness, um, perspective, you know, vitamin D, you know, um, we live in the Midwest, um, you know, we're pretty deficient in that even B12. So a lot of those things we rely on getting from our food sources and, you know, just the quality of our food isn't the greatest these days. And so, um, we can definitely do weekly, um, injections with that, recheck labs in a few months, and then switch to oral supplementation once those therapeutic levels have um, been achieved. So that's kind of the benefits of doing them intramuscular IV is getting 100% of that vitamin and going directly into your body where you get all of those benefits, um, you know, very quickly. Yeah, and you can really make it custom, you know, tailor made, um, we'll call it hyper customized to the individual again, based off of your needs, right? We talked about those assessments and that's where we're kind of identifying deficiencies or maybe toxicities, right? Where their vitamin and nutrient levels are too high. And those are things we might want to avoid. Uh, I know some of my favorites I would say would be for just general maintenance. Um, definitely you can do the IM, right? Intramuscular injections or oral supplementation. If you've got something a little more aggressive or acute and you want to knock those levels down, let's say it's um, you know, the liver kidney function, and we need to get those levels down a little bit faster Then you go to the IV drip therapy for sure. Yeah. And then for your maintenance, maybe you do a one, two punch, right? Where you combine, um, bi-weekly or weekly injections, and then you can do your oral supplementation, uh, to maintain those levels. So definitely some good things there. And, um, I love that there's modalities that give us options because let's take our case example with the fatty liver. Well, in that case, we have to limit how many oral supplements and things like this that we put through that first pass. And you might want to go to the intramuscular or go to the IV drip therapies. So we've got all these different tools and modalities at our disposal. And that's something that, you know, we can help advise for our clients. Uh, you touched on something that I, I wanted to ask you uh, from the beginning, too, with that, right? Because we get this question so often is, are, you know, if we look at those modalities, are they complementary? Are they substitutes? And I think we probably answered that question just in our general discussion here. They can be substitutes, absolutely. But I think more commonly, you'll see them used in tandem as comp complementary services. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Drew? Absolutely. You know, um, there are all complementary where all these treatments kind of build off each other. Um, you know, does one exclusively, you know, rule out the other? Absolutely not. Um, and so they've, you know, we really rely on both of those for overall health, you know, um, promotion and disease prevention. Yes. And there's one more that I want to make sure we squeeze in here. You and I had a chance to look at a paper that was authored recently. I'm so excited. Uh, big kudos to our NASM team 
Brian Sutton, you know, Mike Fanagrassi and a few of the other guys. Um, sorry for any other names I'm forgetting on here, but uh, there was recently a paper that uh, we published, right? The GLP one medications, things like the uh, semaglutides and Ozempics and that branch of uh, supplementation or medication, we'll call it. And what are the pros, the cons and key takeaways for these? Because obviously in the health and fitness industry, we get into trends and this has been a trending topic over the last one to two years. You and I have both worked with clients on um, the semaglutides and there's definitely a weight loss component to it, although it's not marketed as a weight loss therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really for managing, right, hemoglobin A1C and blood sugars and things like this. Yeah. Um, I remember one of our first conversations, and I'll let you kind of recap it, but what was your initial thought when you saw um, semaglutide, the benefits, and then after reading this uh, case study? Yeah, you know, it was, it's kind of like addressing the elephant in the room, right? Like we know GLP-1s, you know, we're prescribing them typically for diabetic patients. And what we've seen, you know, long-term was that the decrease in weight. And so this medication started to be a focal point of conversation of, you know, using it for weight management and how that medication really works. It just, um, you know, targets the hormone receptors that tells your body, hey, I'm not hungry, but it also delays gastric emptying. So it creates more of that satisfaction component. Um, and so we do utilize semi-glutide for medical weight loss. But in that research article, they really did emphasize, you know, um, lifestyle and dietary, you know, factors because, you know, patients really rely on this medication just to help reduce their caloric intake. And it's really, that's the only thing that it's doing. It's not supporting metabolic functions. And so with my weight loss program, I really try to um, incorporate the vitamin supplementation to help support the body in that regard. Um, But there is a concern of, you know, nutrition um, deficiencies because they're essentially just not eating as much food. So we worry about um, long-term muscle wasting. And so really, um, emphasizing, you know, dietary and lifestyle, um, changes are going to be really imperative to long-term success because if they discontinue taking the medication, it's like, yeah, they may have lost, you know, 30 pounds during that period of time, but if they didn't incorporate those lifestyle changes, you know, they will just gain that weight back. And again, we really look for long-term successful clients versus short-term, um, you know, goals, right? We don't want to, we don't want to just take their money. We want them to overall have this general sense of, uh, health and wellness. That's exactly right. So for you guys that are interested in learning more about those kind of therapies, the GLP ones and that uh, branch of medications, take our advice, you know, go check out the paper by NASM. I think you'll just enjoy it. It's a great read. It's pretty short, Uh, but definitely make sure that you're doing things like checking your body composition as you're experiencing the weight loss and then staying on top of the proper nutrition, dietary intake, working with your personal trainers to make sure that you're supporting skeletal muscle and lean muscle tissue and you know, improving your overall body composition and health as you're getting the weight, weight off. So definitely some good stuff there. Drew, I feel like we could talk for the next two days. We have so many things to discover or talk about and discuss over time. Um, I think that leads to, we're gonna have to have you on again in the future. We're out of time for today, but let's let our followers know where they can find you. So you can find me online by visiting our websites, drewandcomedicalaesthetics.com. You can also find me on Instagram at drew underscore aesthetic NP. And then um, you can also find me on Andre's page. We do a lot of collaborations together. So you can find me tagged in his stuff too. 
That's right. And you can usually find me kicking her butt in the gym, which we just got done doing earlier today. So Drew, it's been a pleasure to have you on for our followers. If you guys got value in this episode, I ask you to just share with one of your friends, let them know about the Peak Physique podcast. We love hearing from you guys. If you have additional suggestions for upcoming episodes, shoot me an email at trainingbydre at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at Andre Adams Official. Thanks, guys. Signing off.